Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. This is the worst, best podcast idea we've ever had. Okay, good Good for you. Okay, I like it. I approve this message. Yeah. How's it going, Rita? It's going. It's going. It's a wild night for us. It is, because it is about 15 minutes since the Golden Globes have finished. Yes. And here we are. We watch them. Just watch them. Together. And now we're going to talk about them. Yeah, let's talk. So, thoughts. So, big surprise for me. Yeah. Was Anatomy of a Fall winning... Screenplay. Screenplay. I think that was the biggest one of yeah. the night. Yeah. That was like, oh, like, interesting. Because I said to you while we were sitting here, like, if it's nominated for Best Picture, yeah. there's a chance it could win. At that point, it was. Because at that point, the Oppenheimer wins hadn't really started that no. much. Yeah. So at that point, it really was a possibility. Yeah. But I think this Globes was really interesting because it was one of the first ones in a long time where you actually didn't know... Exactly who yeah, it was. It was who, all pretty up in the air. Yeah, it was always between Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. but, like, it truly was, like, even playing field. I think the strike played a big part of that. We yeah, didn't how? have the campaigning that we typically would. We weren't getting celebrity interviews about a lot of these films. Like, people weren't out and about and, like, really promoting. But since then, they've all done it, right? But, like, not in the same way of when your movie first appears. Mm. Like, I don't... We don't have any real, like, truly long interviews with, like, Leonardo DiCaprio or Lily Gladstone or even with Oppenheimer. Like, literally at their premiere, they have to walk away because it started right then. And, like, for me as a viewer, I typically can kind of see where who's going to be coming forward based off of, like, all the press junkets that are happening. Okay. Yeah. There have been, like, the roundtables and, like, I don't watch talk shows anymore, so I don't really know what's happening on that press press side, but... On the YouTubes, you do see, like, there's a fair amount. I think Lily Lester and Leo just did a, an interview with Variety or The Hollywood yeah. Reporter or something. So, like, there are a few. A few, but it's not, it doesn't feel the same as it mm. has before. It's interesting because it is actually a pretty mixed year. Yeah. Like, a good mix of, like, films and, like... It's an exciting It's year. an exciting year. I yeah. think it's the first exciting year since Parasite. Mm-hmm. La- I mean, we said that last year maybe too, but... No, this feels different. This feels different. This feels a little bit more... Yeah. I think um, last year, what was up against everything, everywhere, all at once? Tar. Tar. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, yes. And then I think The Fablemans was the one that won Best Drama then. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it felt fairly clear by that by Oscar time where it was going. Yeah, I think there yeah. was a fear it wouldn't go in that direction last year because it was an Asian movie. Mm-hmm. And so there's always this like, well, are they going to go to The Fablemans? Because as we know, the uh, Golden Globes picked uh, Social Network and the Academy picked the King's Speech. Yeah. So it's not impossible for that to happen. Crash and Broke Back, another example. So maybe, is that, do you think that's going to be the same case this year? It could be. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe. Well, Because, mm. so here was my thing. Yeah. I thought, so I, when I made my predictions, I leaned towards Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Heavily. I picked it for picture, director, screenplay, as well as Lily Gladstone. So all of those ended up going to... Well, picture and director went to Oppenheimer, and then mm-hmm. screenplay went to Anatomy of a Fall. But I thought it was going to go to Killers of the Flower Moon because I thought that the fact that it was a 
movie about the Aboriginal genocide, essentially, was going to play a big role yeah. in how it's going to be perceived in Hollywood, especially everything going on. And that was kind of what I thought was going to happen. So I'm not sure. Sh- and I don't know if that's still not going to happen at the Academy Awards. I also think that Lily Gladstone's exception speech is going it's to, gonna play, push it's gonna play a role. Yeah. Yeah, it'll pay off for her a bit. But I think then so. It's going to be interesting the next, because we still have a month and a half until the Oscars. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in yeah, this month Yeah, we have almost two months. Yeah. It's March 10th. Mm-hmm. And it's only the 7th of January. So like a full two, two months. months. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting. Because I, so my prediction was Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And I predicted correct. And I think I won our, <laughs> our Between the two was, of us. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um... I honestly, it just was like a guttural feeling yeah. of like, I think that's what's going to happen here because I did not see the, like <clears throat> with Oppenheimer, you had some press leading up to it, mm-hmm. but then once it, it opened, it was like done. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, they were still deep into the strike at mm-hmm. that time. And so you're not like you and I get it because we went and saw that movie, mm-hmm. but it's also a very intimidating movie. Like it's, it's three a and a half hours of time. Yeah. And you're not getting the press of, like, forcing the point of, like, the how powerful this movie actually is for yeah, Aboriginal people. So I think there might be, like, a little bit of a disconnect, a disconnect. there. Um, so that's why I was like, okay, I think Oppenheimer will. So I think the next two months will be interesting. I think you're right. Like, it, it really could be a coin toss between yeah. those two. But I think, like, a strong, if, if it gets nominated for Best Picture, a strong, like, third runner-up is Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think... Going into the Oscar nominees, which are coming out in like two weeks, almost almost two Mm -hmm. weeks, I think Oppenheimer and Killers are still the top, the ones to beat. Yeah. Poor Things is looking pretty solid. Barbie's still looking pretty solid. I think Anatomy of a Fall, that that win for Best Screenplay is pretty big. It's, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, it's not in contention for Best Foreign Picture with the Oscars. Oh, right. Cranston Pickett. Yeah, Cranston Pickett. So that's actually really interesting. But I still think, despite that, it's going to show up. And I had a few people mention that. Or sorry, not I had a few people. Like, I'm like some <laughs> famous person. But I read a but few things. <laughs> I read a few things about some people saying that maybe because it is not eligible, mm. that the passion behind it is going to be big, that they're going to push it push in. Push it things. in for yeah. Best Picture. I do think Sandra Uller will get a nominee as well. Mm-hmm. She had a pretty big year with Zone of Interest as well, which yeah. I haven't seen yet, but I hopefully will see it soon. Sandra Uller. Sandra Uller. Uller. So... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What, what did you think of the ceremony itself? <laughs> Jokoi in the ceremony. In his defense, he was literally named host like what ten days ago. Like they did not know who was pretty recently. Yeah. Say, yeah. And like they had such a hard time finding somebody yeah. to host this. I guess there it it really shows like there was not enough time for them to kind of do anything. Yeah. But also like if. I understand that comedy is difficult and it's hard, but I think if you're like a seasoned comedian, can you not make better jokes? Yeah. <laughs> it just fell very yeah, flat. It, it wasn't flat. as bad as what's his face, Gerard. Gerard Carmichael. He was awful the last worst. year. He was the worst I've seen in recent times. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that bad, but it just wasn't. And I'm not even expecting Tina and Amy. Like, let's I, I'll move that aside. But do you remember that one year? I think Jimmy Fallon did it. Yeah. Like it just. The jokes just didn't 
They don't they, land. They didn't land. They, they weren't were... really that funny. No. The only good Gerard Carmichael joke is the Shelley Miskovich joke. Yeah, but I can't even remember what Jokoi said this year. Like, what did he... Joy Koi? Joe Koi. Yeah, Joe Koi. Yeah, yeah. Did he say anything funny? Anything that, like, sticks out? The only thing that sticks out to me is when he kept saying that some of the jokes he wrote... And yeah. Some of them other people... He was aware that, like, oh, these aren't like, landing. These aren't funny. Yeah. Like, I'm not funny in this moment. Yeah. But honestly, like, do we need hosts? I think Amy and Tina, and even Ricky Gervais to some degree, I never liked Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. and his old shtick, and people really seemed to like it, and it was shoving it to Hollywood, but it was just, it felt so like, why are you here then? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a giant ass, then like, what what's, what's the here? point? And I've, I can't get behind Ricky Gervais as a person. But again, Tina and Amy. Tina and Amy are great, but there was the Oscars, was it? The year before, wait, which year was it when Debbie Birds, there was no host. They called it no host. Yeah. But there was. But there was some celebrity ambassadors, I guess, kind of. I didn't mind that, though. I didn't feel, like, the pressure of, like, for them to have something funny in between and to really put on something. And it just went straight to the point of, like, these are our nominees. So it did that this year, too. So that was the other thing I was going to say. It was very efficient. Yeah. It, like, ended on time. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think as a result, there was no fun. It just felt There's a little no, like, too, like... water cooler moment. Yeah. Yeah. There was no water cooler, cooler Except moments. Except for cutting to Taylor Swift. Well, not even that. Like, I think there, there was just... I think the attempt at having Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig host, like, uh, present, that was meant to be a little something. Why don't they host? Yeah. They would be fun. Fun. But yeah. I don't know. I just... As a ceremony, it was kind of flat. Mm. They are fun to watch, though. They are fun to watch. I was saying to you that I imagine if they had been on SNL at the same yeah, time. Yeah, same time. Like that would have been, yeah, that would have been so. But good. even none of the acceptance speeches were exciting. Like nothing. No, Lily Gladstone's was nice. It was nice. I hated um, her dress and her hair. Please. I didn't hate her hair. I hated her hair. I too. didn't like Lisa, her like overcoat. Please, please, something better for the Oscars because you're probably gonna win. Otto Adibri. I sorry, Io Adibri. Yeah. Very nervous. Very nervous. Which, which is endearing, yeah. yeah. Endearing and memorable yeah. to me. Also, I just always love, uh, I always call him Roman Culkin, but it's not Roman. It's, not it's his character Kieran. on Succession. I don't like him. Oh, I like Kieran like Culkin. Him. I think he's funny. I don't. Yeah. I think he's obnoxious. No, he thanked his mom. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I think, he's ob- I think he comes off obnoxious. and. Mm. Yeah, I'm not I like it. But, well, that's what I mean. It that's wasn't like, a very, it wasn't like, a fun, it wasn't a no. memorable show. Like, Even the clothes. The only real memorable one to me is Margot Robbie. Yeah, that was a big moment. It's a beautiful dress. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I do think that award for... Like, best Achievement best in, in Box, box office? office? Or whatever was kind of yeah. dumb. Why yeah. are you celebrating yeah. that? Like, I, I think the point is to have movies that people watch. Because like half the people watching had no idea what Anatomy of a Fall or Zone of Interest or past lives. Yeah, I guess so. Or poor things. Mm, fair. You know, probably not the holdovers. They knew what Oppenheimer was. They knew what Barbie was. They know what Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. But that's what I mean. Is yeah. that like, well, I guess that's, like it, there's... But the, like... But it feels cheap. Yeah, like yeah. why are you placating to those people if they're not the ones that are enjoying all of the movies? Because they're, they're the only ones enjoying one type bring, of movie. They're the ones that bring, bring the, in money. the money. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings, the eyes. The yeah. show is nothing without people watching it. And there's more people watching something like the Super Mario Brothers movie than someone something watch, someone watching like Zone of Interest. So 
I don't. Am I gonna watch Zone of Interest? Do you think? Probably. Okay. I think it'll get nominated. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, what are we thinking for the ten then? Okay. So let's count them down. Okay. So Oppenheimer, one. Yeah. Two Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Three Barbie. Yeah. Four, Poor Things. Yeah. Five The Holdovers. Uh huh. Okay. Then it starts to get a little interesting. Right. I do think Anatomy of a Fall okay. at six. I think Past Lives at seven. Oh. That leaves three. Yeah. I've said many things. I think Maestro. Okay, yeah. Maestro. I Well, now you're saying it, Zone of Interest. And then what's that last one? So either American Fiction, oh. because it won People's Choice, yeah, or Color Purple. Oh... I don't think May December will get in. No, no, I don't. I think don't it think will. Saltburn will get in, but no. I have heard there's a bit of a buzz that Saltburn might. No, <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah. So I think it's either it's going to be the black movie of the year. And you're saying that not in distaste, like not in distaste, yeah. but not with distaste, but just like, so like they, more sarcastically, they're like they're going to pick a black movie, and that's it's going to be. They're probably going to pick the color purple. But I, I've heard good things about American fiction. I Unless, have so the other option is, is that both of those get in and Zone of Interest doesn't. Oh, that's true. So, uh, depending on how the Academy takes Zone of Interest. But mm. I think Anatomy of a Fall is in. Is Zone of Interest, like, dicey to consider, especially currently? No. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. They're not afraid to make statements. But I don't think it's making a statement. Okay. I also haven't seen it. You haven't so I don't seen know. it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I've only heard things about it. So, yeah. it is obviously, like, conjecture. But, uh, yeah. We'll Not air? You don't think air no. is going to make its I way in there? I don't think air will make its way over there. <laughs> I don't think so. Also, I just want to say that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez looked amazing. Oh, yeah. They, they looked did. really good. Ben Affleck I like more and more as the day go, days go by. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love Ben? Who doesn't love Ben? Yeah. Nick Dunn. <laughs> That's who he'll forever be. There you go. But yeah, that was the Golden Globes. They were kind of... I, it was interesting because I found the ceremony itself a little lackluster, but the awards were interesting. They were. It's not as predictable as I thought it was going to be, which I kind of liked. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that I had a little bit of like a, oh. I didn't know exactly what was going to win. I predicted a lot of things wrong, actually. And yes. I like that, that I predicted a lot of things wrong. Now, I know you and I mainly talk about movies, yeah. but there is one television um, win that I just want to shout out to the world. Elizabeth Devicki oh, has God, a Golden Globe. And if you've listened to our podcast, you know that I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Stavicki. Um, I first noticed her in the movie. Actually, I first noticed her in The Man from Uncle. And then I saw Widows. And I was like, oh, Stavicki. Okay. And she has a Golden Globe. And I just want to say congratulations to Elizabeth Stavicki. <laughs> I'm probably your only fan. Probably. <laughs> I'm your number one Number fan. one, if nothing. I yeah. think you're great. I love watching you work. I haven't watched The Crown yet, but maybe I will. I'm surprised because you love her. I love, uh, yeah, but I haven't watched you since watch season, like, season yeah. two, so yeah. I'm not going to dedicate my time just the, for the two seasons The Olivia in. Coleman seasons. Are good? No. Oh. They're all, a lot. I heard that she didn't, like, look up any references or anything like Olivia that. Olivia Coleman? Yeah. No, she's great. Oh. It's not Olivia Coleman's fault. Oh, okay. It's the life of the queen at that time was quite boring. Oh, okay. That's pretty much what it is. So it's just not the most entertaining. Yeah, but I do love Imelda Staunton, so maybe I will. Yeah, Imelda Staunton is great. And you know what you should watch is Vera Drake. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. One day. day. Like what but I yes, yeah. congratulations to Vicky. Yes, congratulations to Vicky. Why are you so mad about it, though? Like, honestly, just be happy for her. <laughs> She's fine. 
It's exciting. She won a Golden Globe. Her yeah. speech was endearing, too. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. She's inconsequential <laughs> yes. currently. She doesn't have the... But this could be something for her. And I am excited to see what happens. I think she would be a bigger deal if she wasn't so tall, unfortunately. But I feel like and we should And that sucks for her. It sucks for her. It does. Because she's like 6'3". Yeah. But... That's tall. It's tall. But yeah. she wears it well. For sure. Yeah. But like... Why can't we have a tall girl in a movie? I mean, we do. <laughs> Many times. She was in Tenet. Yeah. Let her be. Remember Tenet? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to remember I don't, that. I don't remember Tenet. Because I have to figure out how brains work. Yeah, it was too much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the Globes. Oscar nominees, com- com nominations come out in two weeks. We'll see kind of uh, what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? What's the biggest surprise that you're going to think is going to happen? Uh, a surprise? Yeah. Do you think there'll be any surprises? No, I think you and I have it mapped out pretty well. Pretty well, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. We're on yeah. the pulse. Yeah, I think we are on the pulse. Yeah. Yeah. But even last year, I think there was a few surprises. A tri- uh, Triangle of Sadness got in. Mm. So did All Quiet on the Western Front. There was a couple of foreign films. To Leslie. To Leslie. To Leslie. Was, that was a thing. So yeah. maybe there'll be a couple of little May- surprises. Maybe, if I think there's a surprise, maybe... America Ferreira makes it into the best supporting category. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Saltburn does get in. Maybe. Yeah. What if Jacob Ellardy makes it in? No. Look, I don't know. Back to shortlist. He's not bad, but he's no. definitely not. He's not. No. Well, not so the thing him. about the BAFTA shortlist, if yeah. you haven't seen it, is that Jacob Ellardy is in for Best Supporting Actor, but Charles Melton isn't. And people are saying, well, how BAFTA is that, that they would choose Jacob Ellardy over Charles yeah. Melton? But yeah. 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 <laughs> Does it feel like that's that? Not a good, that's not a good look. No. Isn't Jacob Ellardy, he's Australian? He's Australian, okay, yeah. Okay, not British. Not British. Because then I could kind of... But also not half Asian. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Visibly half Asian. Mm-hmm. Not like I must don't. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good reference, right? That was good. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. But good for Emma Stone. Good evening for her. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, poor things soon. Mm-hmm. But that's enough about the Golden Globes. Let's talk about the Oscars, Mita. The Oscars. Because <laughs> what one? What are we watching this week? What one best picture? This week we are reviewing the 2012 Best Picture winner. Argo. Argo. Probably the shortest title ever to win Best Picture, I think. Possibly. That may, that might of... be the thing it holds. Yeah. Oh, GG also had four words. Four letters. GG. Though. Oh, yeah. G-I-G. Oh, why did GG win? Okay. GG <laughs> was an interesting You loved GG. I didn't love GG. I didn't love anything about GG. I love the choreography in Oliver. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. There's been so many so movies. There has been even... how many? What year are we on? 80-something. We are in the 85th year. Wow. That's how many movies we've watched. That's Just insane. this season. Okay, anyways. Mita. Yes. Give me an IMDb describe. I will. Okay. okay. Acting under the cover of a Hollywood producer scouting a location for a science fiction film, a CIA agent launches a dangerous operation to rescue six Americans in Tehran during the U.S. hostage crisis in Iran in 1979. Yes. That's a very long sentence. Yes. But also exactly what but this exactly movie is about. But exactly what Argo is. Yeah. Also, I just have to put this out there. Whenever I see the word Tehran, there is a delightful uh, reality television show called Shaws, Shaws of, of Sunset. Sunset. 
And one of the main characters in Shaw's, I don't yeah. know if she's still on it, but Aja had a, a song called Ted Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think about that every single time. Interesting. Yes. I think of Tehran. Mm-hmm. Uh, the few times I've gone to India through Dubai, yeah. have a stop over there and they're always announcing flights. And yes. the only flight I remember is to Tehran. It's the woman saying their flight to Tehran number and then she says the like numbers in arabic that's like the one thing like stuck in my head about iran anyways argo argo did you see argo before today yes when it originally came out i think i must have i think we either i don't think i watched it before it won i watched it after, after. it won okay. I think we like rented it or it was streaming. It wasn't streaming. streaming. You rented it. Yeah. (laughs) We rented it to watch whatever the best picture of that year was to kind of see what it was. What it was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what your thoughts were? I do. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 I thought I, 2012, I was 21. Okay. And coming of age. Yeah. You know. I was shocked that Ben Affleck, yeah. the Ben Affleck who directed Argo, yeah. in case you didn't know, I was shocked that he directed a film that won Best yeah. Picture because I had not seen Gone Baby Gone at this oh, point. Okay, so I was not okay, aware. Okay, okay. And the town is before this. Before right? this as well. Yeah. I had not seen the town. Yeah. Um, so so I you didn't know whether Blake Lively was a good actress or not. <laughs> I don't think that's the best uh, <laughs> thermometer for t- checking the temperature yeah, exactly. on that one, but. Barometer was the one I was yeah. looking for. Um, I was not like aware of Ben Affleck's directing prowess mm-hmm. and couldn't. I didn't know like what like what is yeah. this. I was quite uh, perplexed, <laughs> and I was very pleasantly surprised yeah. by it. I was like, oh, this is just like a very thrilling spy kind of movie, which mm-hmm. I typically ha- I don't know how to say this appropriately. Say it, it's <laughs> things, you, us and our listeners. Things that involve the Middle East. Okay. Don't necessarily catch my appeal. Oh, because you're racist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it okay, is. Okay, good. No, Just I Just writing that down. I am a conflict aversion kind of person. Okay. Or I just have like, I have a lot of emotions about things that occur there and I don't know how to process it when I watch it on a screen. Okay. Or I just, it, a lot of times it's also very complex for me yeah, to understand the East like, in general. what's yeah, happening yeah. in general and so I feel stupid watching it okay. and so I tend to like stay away from yeah. things like I still haven't seen Syriana because oh, I, sure. I don't know what it's yeah. about but I'm imagining it's yeah. about things like that um, so yeah I, t- I tend to stay away especially stay away. then when yeah. I was like 21 so I wasn't sure if like this was going to be at my boat because when you hear I don't think I knew the Hollywood aspect. I just knew about how some hostages in Iran... Helping them escape. Exactly. Okay. That's all that That could go many ways. Yes. But that was 2012. Okay. That. Yeah. How did you feel about Argo? Argo, I saw in theater. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it with friends. I saw it in a theater. It was a busy theater. And we <laughs> yeah. saw it in a theater. And I... So I remember watching Argo and really enjoying it. Yeah. And... Not necessarily having the same eye that I watched it with right now. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. Really liking it. I don't know if I thought it was the best picture at the time. But I will tell you, this is the first year that my wife and I hosted our Oscar party. When you did the appetizers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now you have to tell us. What I do have to tell. I don't remember them. It was 10 years ago. But just for our listeners, when my wife and I first got married, for about the first four years before our daughter was born, we used to host an Oscar party. 
And we used to invite about 10, 15 friends. This is before Meeta and I really became friends. We were co-workers. I was never invited no, to the Oscar wasn't. party. And it's unfortunate. We met in 2015. It's like unfortunate <laughs> because Meeta and I would actually, Meeta would really enjoy I this. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so Meeta never came. But our, we would essentially do an Oscar party, an Oscar viewing party. Tell our friends to come. Everyone had to dress up. There would be a red carpet. Uh, we'd have someone like interview people and like and, and people got they really enjoyed it and for food what we do is every best picture nominee would have an app or like it was like tapas kind of a dish yeah so we would do if it was 10 then we'd split it down the middle so five mains and five desserts yeah and for Argo that year we did Iranian kebabs oh yum. yeah and they were good do yeah. you if you looked at the titles right now would you tr- maybe have like a sense memory I'm uh, very possibly intrigued. could I, I can pull up the list. So, and I guess tell our listeners what the uh, other, Academy, nom- other nominees were. Sorry, we're doing this. We're right doing there. this quickly before we really talk about it. So we have um, Amour, which Mita and I both watched last season. Yeah. A French film. Uh, my wife made heart-shaped sugar cookies. Aww. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. We made fried chicken. Mm-hmm. For Django Unchained. Collard greens. No. no. <laughs> we did, I don't remember for okay. this one. Um, for Life of Pi, we did ch- mini chicken pot pies. Oh, cute. Yeah. For Lincoln, we <laughs> we didn't know what to do. So we did a fruit platter uh-huh. and shaped it like an American flag. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> for Les Mis, we did brie. Oh. Like a brie, brie and bread. Not bread. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Silver Linings Playbook, we did... Philly cheesesteak? That's what I would No. Do. For Silver Linings Playbook, it was a dessert, I think. And for Zero Dark Thirty, we did um, dark chocolate truffles. Okay. Yeah. So Django Unchained was also a... No. Oh, sorry. So Django Unchained, we did popcorn chicken. Oh. And for Beasts of the Southern Wild, we did shrimp pole boys. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was a lot of fun. It was an obscene amount of work. Yeah. For Yeah. It was just my wife and I. My, it was, we would do it at my parents' house because they have a bigger basement. And it was, it was like an all-hands-on-deck situation. And it would just get more and more elaborate as the years went on. And then the year we stopped, my sister got married in January. And my wife was pregnant. And we were like, absolutely. And everyone was asking us, yeah. are you doing your Oscar party? And we're like, no, my sister just got married. And then it just stopped because we couldn't do it. Will you ever bring it back? I don't know, maybe. Maybe I when my kids are you. older. I know, maybe when my kids are older. but okay. And people still ask about it. We had a lot of fun doing it, but it was a lot of work. Anyways, so Argo the movie. Yes. Watched it at the time. I will say this about Argo the movie. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was I was really impressed with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with Matt Dan- Ben Affleck. They're interchangeable. <laughs> Especially, I had seen Gone Baby Gone, and I had seen The Town, and I was actually impressed with Ben Affleck as a director. I still am. I think he's a really good director. Oh, yeah. I And so this, I was really impressed with all of this, and I thought it was it was... Fun. And that ending is really like edge of your seat. And I remember that is like the sense memory from the film is being mm-hmm. like that ending oh is God. really like edge of your seat. Like you don't know how it's going to happen. It's very nail biting. And you're like, pick up the phone. Pick, pick up, up the, the phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I have seen this a couple of times since. Yes. Not recently, but I've seen this a few times. My viewing this time was a little different. Uh-oh. Because there is a current situation in the Middle East <laughs> yes. that is clouding a lot of judgment okay yeah and here's i talked about this a lot with the hurt locker and Mm -hmm. the the white lens and how that changes how you view those people Mm -hmm. i will say that exists here as well but it is slightly different because ben affleck is very 
careful. He's on the pulse, and he's also very careful to call out America for their crap. Yeah. So there is an explanation as to why this is happening, like why there are hostages in the first place, why there's a revolution. And there's comments about how, like, well, we did this to them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's our fault, essentially. Yeah. So he is kind of trying to take accountability for, you know, he's not blaming it on them. Mm -hmm. But there is still a look at, you know, the barbarians and the civilized people. Mm. That's always what that lens looks like. Mm. You have the housekeeper who's a good person, and that's it. Everyone else is white and good. All the bad people are brown. Yeah. I think, though, in this situation, those hostages were, like, working in the embassy. Like, I don't think... It's not like the Hurt Locker where there are soldiers invading their land. No, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they are not necessarily evil in any part of, like, what's happening. With no, and I don't, think, I don't think it's the hostages or the characters who played the hostages' responsibility, nor does, or is it Victor Garber's or, like, anybody yeah. else's or Brian Cranston or anything. I think it's just that pure binary look at it. Mm-hmm. All the good people are white. And in this case, every character yes. who is a part of the hostages situation, whether it be in the saving or the hostages themselves, all white. Yeah. There's one Asian woman we don't really see. And when you have an opportunity to, like, uh, Ben Affleck plays a man named Tony Mendez. Yeah. I do know, I think Ben Affleck does actually have some. Uh, some, yes, he does, he does. But, like. Yes, he's exactly. Not, <laughs> he's not. He's not he's, Latino. He's white presenting. <laughs> exactly, right? yeah. The same thing. And again, all your, all of the antagonists, let's call them, mm-hmm. or all the dangerous people, are brown people. Yeah. So that's it's. I think now, as I grow older, it's just harder to watch that and harder to to wrap your mind to wrap my rent and ignore it. Yeah. I think there was a time where I could ignore it. It feels very like like I watched the new Mark Wahlberg movie, The Family. Oh, you did. I did. How is it? It's actually for an action movie. Like it's, it's a fun family action sure, movie. Yeah. And it's cute. It's not reinventing the wheel yeah. or anything. Like, it's just a cute movie. But I noticed in all of the scenes, like, Mark Wahlberg is obviously the hero of yeah. this film. All the bad guys are black. Yeah. Like, all of them. And it's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> and he's producer on the yeah. film. Like, it's just so evident. Yeah. It's hard to ignore these It's things. hard to look away from those things. Yeah. That's the problem, is that it's hard to not see that. Yeah. Right, yeah, anymore. I said all of them, but most of them. Most of them, most yeah. Of them are. Enough to make it noticeable. Well, then I was like, wait, why are all yeah. the uh, uh, villains or the assassins and yeah. this black men? Like, yeah. what are you trying to say? And again, I think, again, and I, I will say that Ben Affleck attempts to at least provide some response to be like, when there's a conversation early on in the movie between some White House representatives, mm-hmm. well, why are they doing this? Well, we went into their country and, you know, kidnapped their person, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. They give an explanation. So at least he's kind of like, well, that. There's a reason. Yeah. But yeah. I think on the flip side, there is no real dignity given to those brown people. Any yeah. of them, right? That scene in the bazaar where the man is yelling. It's like, there is this sense of... This, this action that feels very colonizing. Mm. Fine, she's going around, she's supposed to be a set designer, so she's taking pictures. She takes a picture of this man's shop, he starts to yell at her. Mm. He's supposed to be scary, but why didn't she just ask him to take a picture, picture. of her shop? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's supposed to be the bad guy. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is this sense of entitlement in how that comes across. And you're supposed to, and you're meant to sympathize with it. You're meant to fear for her. But it's like, but why are you acting that way? And why is it okay mm-hmm. that you're acting that way, but you're not being held accountable? And when someone's trying to hold you accountable, they're the bad person. That is the way we look at the yeah, world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was watching, um, it was a TikTok. Sure, yeah. It was with Russell Peters. Yeah. And they, um, yeah, I've seen that one. Seen that yeah. one where he they are talking about, or they ask him for uh, an unpopular opinion yeah. on something, and he's talking about the current crisis yeah. between Israel and Palestine, and he says very clearly, like it's not a Muslim Jewish, Jewish. issue; yeah. it's a brown versus white issue, yeah. and like that's something that's just, I, I don't think it's something we should accept because that's no. not right, but. It is part of our world. It is part of our world. Yeah. And I think I don't think we should accept it, but I think we should know that it is a part, part of our of world. world. Yeah. And I think we have to stop making it okay. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an example of a film that is, I think, very well-intentioned. It is very entertaining. But that's not cool, Ben Affleck. And this is coming from a man who has very publicly been on the side of Muslims. Yes. And very publicly called out people for being Islamophobic. Yeah. Google the, the, the Bill Maher Ma- Ben Affleck. Where he's the only person. person. Where somehow Ben Affleck is the one representing Islam on that panel. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But he does his damnedest to like... To defend them. To defend them. And it's really admirable. So you know his heart he and his is, intention. He's an intellectual. He's this. an intellectual yeah. and it's in the right place. But... At the end of the day, those things, are they're hard to ignore any, right now. Did he have anything to do with the writing of this script as well? <sighs> I don't think he did. I don't this think was it, a Blacklist movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I don't think it matters. Okay. Because a director is still, yes. decisions. Especially because the director, oh, Tony Mendes himself, oh, he just wrote the book. The problem is, is that a director himself, when you make a film and you have a script, a director does a pass. Mm. Right? A director goes in and says, these are the things I want to change. This is what I want to work on. They still have final say on that script. Yeah. So Ben Affleck read that script, made whatever changes to the what whatever draft he read, and this is what he ended up with. Hmm. Oh, Ben. Yeah. This is also very, like, let's champion Americans for what yeah. they do. When, in fact... It was Canadians, movie, yeah. It was Canadians who yeah. really pulled this mission together. Yeah. And who were, like, responsible for yeah. housing the hostages, yeah. but then also getting them out. And then had repercussions for it yeah. with Iran. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But that's not... It's explored. very glossed over. It's one shot of, like, someone, an Iranian official saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada will, Canada pay, Canada for will pay for this. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly. it. And yeah. like, but I was just like, wait, how did we pay? <laughs> yeah, I was actually like, I don't like know so what happened? I don't remember, actually. I didn't look it up. I'm sure there was something. I have some Iranian friends, and I, I think there was something, but I, I don't remember. I also did not look it up. Yeah. I will say this which is not an effective use of it in the film then no exactly yes exactly so ben Ben, (laughs) i will say this all of this aside Mm -hmm. this is a a balancing act of like genre and tone yeah and he does an incredible job it's very yes because this could i think part of why i stay away from films like this typically is because it can be a bit mundane and like boring i guess is the worst word to use but it can be like lame and tone and so i'm never really interested in finding out more or learning more or i'm not intrigued yeah but he does play this out like it's a spy thriller yeah yeah and makes it approachable Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important because it makes this 
fine. Like, I obviously there were things about like that's not how it played out, and I'm like, fine, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But he takes that material and turns. It's riveting. It's yes. really. It's a really interesting film to watch. Mm-hmm. You can't take that away from him. So I do want to go back, and I do. I'm just going to talk about the best picture noms properly this time. Okay. Just so that we hear them, and then we'll talk about best director as well. Okay. Uh, so once again, we have Amor, Beast of the Southern Wild. Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Les Mis, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. What a year. What a year. That's a solid year. That's a good year. Yeah. And then for Best Director, we have uh, Michael Hanke for Amour, David O. Russell for The Silver Linings Playbook, Steven Spielberg for Lincoln, Ben Zetlin for Beast of the Southern Wild, and then the eventual winner, Ang Lee, for Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. No, Someone's missing. No Ben Someone's Alex. missing. I... Remember there being such a roar about yeah. that. As there should be. Yeah. This, I don't think, has ever happened. That where is. the Best Picture didn't even have a Best Director nomination. I don't know for a fact, but... <laughs> I, it, or it's extremely rare. Rare. I don't think this is the only time it mm-hmm. has happened, but it is extremely rare. Yeah. The statistics just don't... They don't they work don't in this favor. Okay. They don't make any sense. How could you have the Best Picture and the Director is not even... There. How Like, how does that happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is shocking that he would not be nominated. Yeah, why yeah. do you think that happened? I honestly don't know. I just remember, like, a lot of people being shocked at the time. Up in arms, being, yeah. Up in arms and being like, why not? This is a really good film. And, like, he was. Cl- it was clearly ahead of the race. Like, yeah. he, didn't he win? I think he, he won, won something the Golden before Globe. the nomination came out. I think he won a gold, the Golden Globe for Best Director. Director? I do want to say, though, when you look at that list, that is a very heavy hitter list. Yes. These are very... Except for Ben Zetlin, mm-hmm. who who's I, a nobody. Yeah. But the other four are very prominent filmmakers. But uh, if anything, like, I am more shocked that um, Michael Haneke... Haneke? Haneke? Haneke. Haneke did get nominated. Ben Affleck did win a Golden Globe. There you go. I'm surprised ben, Michael Haneke did, but Michael yeah. Haneke is very, very prominent in the international film world. Mm-hmm. And Amour... Is incredible. But this is the Oscars and it's Hollywood. You would think they would take someone who is yeah. essentially like their golden Hollywood, boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, you know, they gave him an Oscar yeah. when he was 20 something years old yeah. for writing a movie. Yeah. You would want to see him have this natural progression because we yeah. all know he's not going to get a Best Actor nomination. No, he, but he probably will win a Best Director. Oh, yes. At some point. Deservedly. He's Deservedly a very so. good director. He's also already an Academy Award winner. Exactly. So we're good. So why wouldn't you yeah. nominate him at yeah. least? I don't know. Then that's truly questionable. It, that's really interesting, actually. But the one thing I'm also interested about is, is this the best picture? Because this is a really good <laughs> it's year. It's a really good year. I, oh gosh, I don't know what I lean. I mean, I, I, when I look at that list, the thing that stands out to me the most is Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Because that is another movie, like, I don't like war things. Yeah. Um, and I, in, in theory, like if I read the description of Zero Dark Thirty, I'd be like, oh no, I don't want to touch the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It sounds very boring. Exactly. It's the opposite. It, I am with Jessica Chastain that entire film. Like I want, I want to capture Osama Bin Laden. But I would be curious personally for me how this will view now. Oh, Zero Dark Thirty? I have not watched it. In I haven't a long watched time. it in a long time. I did it's watch it. It's also really long. It's like two and a half to three <laughs> yeah. hours. It's really long. It is the stronger of the Catherine Bigelow movies. Yes. Uh, point Break is pretty fantastic. I would say I'm going to give you my top five, Mita. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, because what my nominations would be. Yeah. I would put Argo in there. Mm-hmm. It would be Amor, mm-hmm. Life of Pi, mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. 
And in fifth spot, probably Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. 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 That's mine. I find Django is quite weak. It's. Like, I think the strongest part. One of his part, weaker ones. I think the strongest part is Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. who's criminally underrated in that film. But this is also one of his films that's probably the closest to ever like being to win something. He won in best screenplay. I mean, like in terms of best picture, like everything else is very Quentin. Like this yeah, is a bit, a little bit. It's Quentin, but it's not Quentin. It's Quentin Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also weaker. Life of Pi, great film. Loved it. About brown people, <laughs> Tabu Irfan Khan. Yeah, Bollywood royalty. Sunil Sharma. Sunil Sharma. <laughs> brown, again, Indian people doing Indian things. things. Yeah, a tiger. A tiger, and Ang Lee winning his second Academy Award. See, this is an interesting take, though, because Ang Lee, again... Is Someone who has won an Oscar. Won an Oscar, but also a non-Indian person telling an Indian person's story. story. But because Ang Lee himself is a person of color, mm-hmm. the lens with which he shows this film, also very different. Yes. He gets it. He gets he it. He gets... Because it's all, it's also, like, in a way, the immigration experience, too, yeah. and I'm sure he can understand, can understand that. that. yeah. Because he is from China, I'm assuming. Yeah, and he, he's from communist China. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and moved to New York. Uh, something right? like that, yeah. yeah. So I think he can understand like those yeah. aspects of Life of Pi, and it does play out yeah. very well. But at that time, I... Like at the time, what are you voting for? Oh, like One for, and two. For picture? Yeah, one and two. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I'm probably voting Zero Dark 31, Amour 2. I loved Amour you when loved I saw it. You loved Amour. I loved Amour when I saw it. Amour killed me, though. <laughs> <laughs> Left me for dead. I'm voting for Lincoln. No. <laughs> Lincoln, Could you a imagine? boring film. God, I watched it as homework. I'm voting just for Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Yeah. You know, it's Argo and Life of Pi for me. Yeah? Uh, ooh, Silver's Lining. No, Zero Dark Thirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. The, that's the, those are them. Yeah. Right? It's Those hard. are them. It's hard. Yeah. But I don't think either of us are voting for Argo's number one. I'm not. Are you? In my heart or what I think the Academy would go for? That's a good question. Because look, the Academy is not voting for Amour. No. Because it is a lot of movie. It's a lot of uh, European European too. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook is not serious enough. No. Life of Pi... Life is of Pi too is, brown. is very approachable, though. So it, is it too brown? It's no, I don't is think. It, too I actually, brown. I don't that? think it's too brown. <laughs> no, no, because it's not like. I mean, brown people are the ones who have won the most Academy Awards. So, like, for not in a non-white world. So, yeah. I guess that's not too brown. I don't think it's too brown. I think. Because, like, when I think brown movies, I think like a random musical yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. interlude, and like I don't, Life of Pi doesn't do that. No. And I think it is like a universal story. That it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be an Indian boy. Yeah, in that boat. fair yeah. enough. But very approachable. Like, yeah. I feel like that's something that the Academy would lean towards. Yeah. The one that I probably would say is Zero Dark Thirty, but I think it is more controversial than The Hurt Locker was in its time. Yes. Yeah. Because The Hurt Locker was very under its radar, mm-hmm. and it's what put Zero Dark Thirty on the map. Yeah. I am interested, now that you said it, to rewatch Zero Dark Thirty, because, like, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what that lens looks like yeah. of how we're viewing those people. But those people are terrorists. I know there are conspiracy theories towards of what course. actually yeah, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But they, did, they are involved person. in other crimes outside of that. Yeah, but so is the American government. Yes. Like waterboarding people. <laughs> yes. Which Catherine Bigelow does show. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an interesting year because the thing about Argo is that it is so easily digestible. Mm-hmm. It's such an easy film to watch. It's fun. And it does fit the bill. And you want to watch it. You want to watch it. Yeah. But I will say that, like, this is one of those films that if I looked at it, I wouldn't necessarily be like, this is the one that's going to win. But I think as we keep watching these films, looking at that list, this is... It's middle. It's middle and yeah. it's, like, approachable. And also, I think if I'm an academy, if I'm a middle-aged white man in 2012... Yeah. I'm going to think like, oh, voting for Argo makes me seem like I'm cool and hip because it does involve something with the Middle East and it is an interesting story. And also in 1979, I probably was like 20 years old. (laughs) And I think that this is a cool story that is something also political. I think people want to be a little political and controversial, not to the extent of like Zero Dark Thirty, but yes, to Argo because... You it is can... political, but not as political. Exactly. Also, don't discount a good ending. Yes, very. Like, who doesn't want that for yeah. ending? Like, and I think Slumdog Millionaire is the same thing. Exactly. It's, it's a movie that is very well made, but that ending is you the reason it You just need someone to pick up a phone. You just need someone to, again, apparently someone yeah. to pick up a pick phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> but it's that edge of your seat thriller. It's that high the movie leaves you on. Yeah. Don't discount that. Because mm-hmm. I think that, that keeps the, it's a lasting impression. And... A father and his son. Yeah. Who doesn't want to yes. see that? The son gets the... Yeah. What's the... It's also... Frame? I think the other thing that we haven't talked about, it's Hollywood saving the day. Yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. And Alan the, Arkin... The Hollywood aspect of this is like is, the best part of this. Which is... And I think that that tone balancing that he does is incredible. Yeah. Like the, you, the scenes in Iran in the beginning are one thing and then you move into Hollywood and it's another movie like, but oh, somehow these have all married together mm-hmm. like somehow this like light tone with the super heavy tone he it's deft mm-hmm. which is I think the reason him not being nominated is wild it's crazy it's crazy but it's then who would you take it's kind of stupid it's kind of stupid but who would you take out who would I take out of from there from best director um for personal reasons or <laughs> no not for personal reasons I oh so I might take out Mikhail just because how dare you? Not for personal reasons. How? So, because I, I, I haven't seen Beast of the Sun and I haven't either, so obviously I'm more inclined to take him out. But let's say, let's take him out then. You know what? No, take out Steven. That doesn't need to be yeah, there. That, I think, is what I would take out. I yeah. think Steven Spielberg doesn't need to be nominated just because he's Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. And Lincoln is a bore. Yeah. Yes. It is the opposite of Argo. Take out Steven. Take out Steven. Put in Ben. Does Ben win versus Ang Lee? No. Life of Pi is a feat. Yeah. I think what what he does with Argo is great, but Life of Pi is a feat. Yeah. And Ang Lee was smart enough to take out Tobey Maguire from his movie. Was he meant to be in there? He's meant to be the reporter. Oh. And then Ang Lee decided not to do it because he's so recognizable. It's, he's a good director, Ang Lee. And I think, again, Life of Pi is... That was work. He, yeah. like... That took time. And he sold that. that whole... How did they get that tiger? <laughs> I mean, that's it's a CG tiger. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the videos of like a, with the stick, right? At one point, right? there's a real tiger, though. No. I don't think so. I feel like I saw something once with a real tiger. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. The pack fact is we can't tell. Yeah. That's why it's incredible. That's also, why he deserves it. So I... But... But wait. I watched Life of Pi before. I didn't know anything about the book. I didn't okay, know... Okay, okay. I didn't know, like, the metaphors, obviously. That oh, are yeah, yeah. And I thought, like, did this guy really have this experience? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how good like, Life of Pi yeah, is. that's how good Life of Pi yeah. is. It's also 3D, right? It's yeah. A, it's an incredible experience in 3D. I didn't see it. Oh, no. I saw it in theater and I was just like, wow. 
Wow. So something. But does Ang Lee need a second Academy Award for directing? And I think there's something about that where I'm just kind of like, good movie. Yeah. But does he? He's already been rewarded for an incredible directing feat. This is another incredible directing feat. Mm-hmm. So should you be should you be rewarding the feat or the person? Right. <sighs> and does again the question of does Ben Affleck's Argo deserve it over Ang Lee's Life, Life of, of Pi? I think Life of Pi is, seems much more complicated in the pieces that you have to yeah. direct. Yeah. And you have to pull together. I mean, both could go so wrong, though, because there is a, there is a good amount of humor in Argo. Yep. But it lands so well. All of it lands. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, for something that is about, like, an essentially controversial piece, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's nice to have that humor in yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, could, right? I'm thinking, could Ang Lee direct Argo? And could Ben Affleck direct Life of Pi? And I don't know if Ben... Uh, I, I would actually... I think Ben could. I, it's just, I, I instantly, I was like, yeah, I think Ben could. I don't know if Ang Lee could direct Argo, but honestly, I'd be I'd be willing to watch it. When has he been funny? I'm trying Ang to Lee has won two Academy Awards yeah. for directing films that he has nothing to do with. <laughs> it's true. He's not gay. Yeah. And he's not Indian. And that's, like that's incredible yeah. and made af- emotionally affecting films. films. I think that says something. He's done Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. Like a little Chinese man. Yeah, he yeah. has a he's a really great filmography. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he has Crouching Tiger as well, but yes. like it's not that's not his entire thing. No. Lust Caution is actually really good too. I think he's just an amazing, maybe they just want to give it to him every time. And I'm okay with that. Give it to Aang. Do you have any sequel prequel ideas? For Argo? Yeah. Mm. I um I mean everything I could look up I could. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's uh based on a real life story. I think it kind of like would be interesting if Tony Mendez became like a fictional character yeah. and that we then see him among all his other CIA yeah. cohorts. Like what's happening yeah. in those aspects? Like if he's the new Jason Bourne. But I'd be interested to see the parallel story where they do try to escape on bicycles. <laughs> I actually would like to watch the movie Argo. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or I just want more John Goodman. Yeah. yeah, John and Alan Arkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan Arkin, it's great. He died, right? He's dead. Yeah, he was nominated for this as well, which he, I think he wholeheartedly deserves. Did he win for Little Miss Sunshine? He did. Okay. He won for Little Miss Sunshine, and he was nominated for this, yeah, and a couple of other things. Not for Wait Until Dark, where he is frightening, but yeah. Rating me the wow Argo Argo what a ride yes <laughs> you know <clears throat> the word that comes to mind is riot yeah in that in the sense that in 1979 in Iran there were riots occurring mm-hmm. and like politically it was an unsound time and, and stable yeah there there are riots in that and then also Argo in itself is riot in the positive aspect of like it's a riot yes, of a movie yeah. like it's just a fun it's, it's a, a romp fun, it's a it, yeah. Which is so odd to say yeah. out loud, yeah. but I, I kind of love that. Yeah. I love this juxtaposition, and yeah. it's just like you're saying, there is a real balance, and I can imagine that that is something really difficult to manage all yeah. aspects of, and Ben does it. But I think, like, going back to the question of, like, does it deserve Best Picture? Yeah. It's kind of odd as we're saying it. I was like, I don't know if it deserves Best Picture, but he does deserve Best Director. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I, it's one of those where I almost would, yeah. Yeah, I feel like director goes more, it should have maybe been the opposite yeah. of like, he doesn't win best picture, but he does one win best director, best director mm-hmm. because it's, it's Ben Affleck, like, yeah. it's Dimple Chin, Goodwill Hunting, like, good boy. He's all, like, all American, like, good looking all American white boy, that's yeah. what Ben Affleck is. Who's had multitudes of Hollywood girlfriends and fiancés and... At this point in his career, he's, he's currently in an exhausting relationship with JLo, apparently. <laughs> he looks so tired. So of tired so of her. Tired. <laughs> but it's okay. Let them be. Yeah. It's what everybody wanted. Yeah. We it's wanted. what everybody wanted, and I think they're just married. I call their relationship Ben there, Jen that. Oh, yeah. Because so. <laughs> it's also his second wife named Jennifer. Yeah, yes, exactly. But uh, also his acceptance speech for Argo, though. Is great. Yeah. It's great up until he says all that shit with Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yeah. That was rude. Yeah. He should take that back. But, because she's like a delightful human being. But I digress. But it is a real balancing act for him to have a complicated political story and still make it light and airy. And no way am I ever suffocated by Argo. Do I feel down by what's happening? And while... Those real life events, I'm sure, were at the time. In terms of like, if I'm watching a film, I don't, I don't want to feel all that weight when you're trying to explain a story to me yeah. of a heroism. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's very like pro America, mm. and um, excuse me, it was Canadians yeah. who did this. But it being pro America is how I see the Academy justifying its win for like best picture. Yeah. Because they are seeing themselves in it and they're just like, yeah. Yeah. We did get those yeah. hostages out there. So I can't exactly fault it. I yeah. can fault Ben, but not Yeah, yeah, it. not it. Yes, because that is the world that we live in with these Academy Awards. Yeah. But Argo is something that I haven't watched it too many times, but in this viewing, I was like, I would watch this again. Yeah. No problem. Like, this is a great movie. To just have yeah. on, you can kind of jump in at any time yeah. too and still like really enjoy it. And all the pieces that are moving in this are very delightful. In terms of like, does it deserve the win? I'm going to go with no. Okay. I do think like something like Zero Dark Thirty or Life of Pi mm-hmm. is like in the top tier of that. Even Silver Linings Playbook in a lot of ways. Interesting, yeah. I think I would, no, I would rate Argo above Silver Linings, but. I think there are other components in there, but I am very upset by the non-nomination for Ben Affleck because it's quite a feat and he did it very well. And I wish he was directing more. I haven't seen um, Live by Night. No, I haven't either. I've heard. Did he direct it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've I've heard heard not great things. things, Yeah. Yeah. But I I do, I watched the town. Is it Live by Night or Live by Night? (laughs) I want to say Live. I think it's Live by Night, yeah. I watched The Town a few years ago for the first time. I watched Gone Baby Gone in the last couple weeks yeah, yeah. for the first time. I was just like, whoa, Ben yeah. Affleck. He's very talented. Very talented. Um, I would have loved to have seen him actually direct, what did he write with Matt Damon and Nicole Hofister? Oh. oh, The Last Duel? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think he would have had a really interesting yeah. approach to that. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen it. I want him to direct more. Yeah. Because I do think... There is a potential for him to actually finally win the Oscar. I do think, though, Bradley Cooper will get one before him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But yes, Argo, back to it. Back to it. I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. Okay. Yes. It's not a four. It's not perfect by any means. But for what it is and for what the story being told is, it works. Yeah. And it could go so wrong, and it doesn't. 
Okay. Yeah. That's fair. You said something that really got my head thinking. Okay. Is the question of Ben Affleck winning, like Ben Affleck winning director over the film winning. Yeah. And I think if Ben Affleck had one director, we wouldn't be asking if Ang Lee deserved it over him. I think if Ben Affleck won Best Director, mm-hmm. we'd be like, okay. Yeah. We'd accept that for what it was. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be saying... We wouldn't be questioning Life the win. Life of Pi was, yeah, so, much, was yeah. so much better. We wouldn't. We I think wouldn't. Life of Pi is incredible, and he deserves the Academy Award for it, but I don't think we'd be questioning it. And I think the reason we wouldn't be questioning it, because that, honestly, that tone balance, is that's something. Mm-hmm. No, I have. You cannot name many movies that are able to balance that kind of tension and political discourse and still be lighthearted at the same time and still be funny and still be engaged. Like it's a, it, it is really a tightrope rock that he walks and he does it so well. Yeah. And again, that ending is just it's so edge of your seat and it's fun and it's, in, it's, it's really, it's a feat. Yeah. He, he deserved at the bare minimum a nomination mm-hmm. and Stephen doesn't always have to be nominated. <laughs> and Lincoln is one of the most boring movies I've seen in recent years. So I think he should be off that list. I haven't even seen Beats of the Southern Wild, but he's young. He can take it. Steven can move on. Yeah. So he deserved at least a nomination. Whether it will deserve Best Picture, that's a good question. I don't know. I wouldn't have voted for it personally, but I don't think that necessarily makes it a bad film. I think it is the most approachable. It's the easiest to watch. It's mm-hmm. it's fun, and I think that's why it won, because it is all of those things. It still is political, so it still has some complexity, so it makes you feel intelligent, but it's fun. Yeah. Also, Hollywood saves the day. Of course Hollywood's going to vote for it. Woohoo, Hollywood! That's going to be the thing. I remember when I watched this initially, I probably would have given, I think I would have given it a four star, because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I really walked away from it. I did a Secret Santa with my friends that year, yeah. and my Secret Santa got me Argo on Blu-ray, because I asked for it. I was just like, <laughs> get me Argo on Blu-ray, because I want it. I had a really good time with it. Watching it now, my lens has slightly changed. Mm-hmm. I cannot unsee what I have seen. Yeah. I cannot unfeel what I feel. And I will say this, I think Ben Affleck today would direct a different film. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. don't think Ben Affleck would direct the same film like this. I think he would have a bit more sensitivity to that. And he's proven that himself. It's not just because I'm like waxing poetic about Ben Affleck of all people. Mm-hmm. About Nick Dunn. But I think it's I think it's because Ben Affleck has proven that he has some sensitivity and some awareness for what Islamophobia and what racism looks like. Don't know if he would necessarily be given this movie anymore because he is a white man. There's a lot of questions. But again, I can't watch this the same way. Mm-hmm. You can't villainize brown people all the time. You can't expect me to watch a movie where people who look like me are filmed to look like animals so consistently across the board. There isn't a rational, reasonable brown man in this film. Mm-hmm. There's one woman who you assume is going to do the wrong thing. And that's why that scene even works. Because you assume she's going to wrap them out and she doesn't. And you're like, oh, she did the right thing. That's why that works. So it's hard to unsee any of that. So the brutal truth of it is I can't I can't hold it the same way right now. Yeah. I did have a good time watching it. I'll watch it again. But movies like this don't get to get away with things anymore. Yeah. And even though there was a time and a place where it was able to get away with it from watching it now, it can't, so it's getting three stars. Okay. Yeah. That was Argo. Twas. 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 Good discussion. It was a really interesting year. It was. It was a really fascinating year because a lot happened. Jennifer Lawrence won her first Oscar. She fell. (laughs) 
She was high. She was high. <laughs> Probably, I think. I don't think she was high. I think she was high following the following year. I uh, think she knew she was going to win, so I don't think she like. She no, I think there was something where she said that she was high. Yeah, she didn't look high though. Maybe. She has looked high other times, <laughs> not here. Anne won hers. Anne won hers and had the most disingenuous speech of all time. I believe Anne no. Hathaway, though. I think that is what Anne Hathaway is. No, I think Anne Hathaway now. Anne Hathaway in her Actors on Actors. I think that's Anne Hathaway. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's a good one. Because I haven't seen, seen Eileen. Eileen yeah. So I'm not going to watch it. What's Emily there? Oh, Oppenheimer. Oppies. Yeah. God. <laughs> I thought for a second, was it, I was like, was it Pain Hustlers? <laughs> not, no. Yeah. But that was Argo, Argo, and now we're getting into a time frame where we know the movies, yeah. and we know the people, and we know we remember the drama. Mm-hmm. It's getting interesting. It is. But before we get to what we're watching next week, yes. Mitha, what am I connecting here? Okay, so last week, you had me connect I did. Toy Story 3 True. to a film called The Help. The Help. This week, Nadine, yeah. you need to connect uh-huh. The Help the Help to a film yeah. titled okay. Pitch Perfect. Oh, pitch perfect. There's a super easy way to do it. Not gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> and your timer starts now. Pitch perfect. Anna Kendrick, Brittany Snow. What's her name? Rebel Wilson. Elizabeth Banks. Anna Kendrick. Viola Davis did Doubt with Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep did Into the Woods with Anna Kendrick. And Anna Kendrick is in picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a way to do yeah. it. There you go. Um, my way is. Okay. Anna Camp is in the help. Is she? Anna, yes, she is. Anna Camp is in picture. I was not gonna get that. I'm glad I got it my way. <laughs> there you go. That worked. There's oh, enough. Anna Camp. There's enough people in the help, and there's Anna, so many people. And Anna Kendrick has worked with a lot of people. Anna Kendrick has. Yeah. Yeah. She's worked so. with some big A-listers. Surprisingly, because yeah. she's not a great actress. George. George Merrill. <laughs> Those are the only two. Those are the big ones. We can yeah. Think of. Ben Krasinski. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. What's She's that a, movie? The Accountant. I have not. That's always it. such a weird pairing. She has her book, Scrappy Little Nobody, and she talks about when she performed that year. It was she did a, like a the musical montage, mm-hmm. and she had to go film. And they have. She talks about like how they made it work, and I'm yeah. always just like they, the like height difference and the like no sexual. It looks like there's a musical montage in that movie. No, 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 no. At the Academy Awards, oh, she was supposed okay. to do it and he was supposed to present, but they had to be on Monday morning in some other city to film. Gotcha. Um, and so they ta- she talks about how her and Ben made it work, and I'm like, he looks like he's your dad. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. She's so little. She's and so little, little, and he's a big man, and it's yeah. just weird. But anyways, Mita. Yes. What are we watching next week? Next week, yeah. we are watching 12 Years a Slave. The romantic comedy, 12 yes. Years a Slave. <laughs> Rom-com supreme. Rom-com supreme. 12 Years a Slave. So romantic. So excited about it. Yeah. Have you seen it before? Uh, pieces? I can't. Oh, you've never seen entirety. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> oh God, get ready to laugh. <laughs> laugh my bum off. Laugh your butt off. It is wild time. So is it a riot? It's a, it's a laugh riot. Oh, wow. To anyone questioning, I am being extremely sarcastic because 12 Years a Slave is not a fun film. You just need to know about it. I, I knew that. Good. Thank you. It's about yeah. slavery. It's not fun. What? <laughs> Shocking. But that's all for next week. Yes. Mita, do you have any parting words for us? I do. Do you? Yeah. Am I saying the full word? I think you're saying it. Okay. okay. Argo, fuck yourself. Yeah. Every time I say that, I want to say, Argo, fuck yourself. Argo, fuck yourself. Argo, fuck it's yourself. So, it's so it's catchy. It's fun. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for The Laugh Riot, 12 Years a Slave. I'm laughing already. Bring the popcorn. <laughs> I'm so going to enjoy this. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.